0: This is an anthology of Adepts, a series of actual play adventures using the Earthdawn RPG system. Circle of Thieves Three, Part One. Grandma wow. Grimhild. Why don't we start with a description of what each character looks like? And I'm just going to go left to right and start with Amanda. <laughs> Tell me about Grimhild Ingotspire.
1: Grimhild Ingotspire is a pretty standard-looking dwarf. Uh, For anyone that's ever played games with me, you know that I love playing old ladies. She's an old lady dwarf. Uh, She's a grandma dwarf. And I think she's kind of out to prove that even grandmothers can still get out there and do things and have a life and I mean all of her kids are out raising their own kids so she doesn't need to be home you know tending the fires or whatever so she's she's having some some adventures uh she's like many dwarves uh, on the short side um average for a dwarf she's a bit round uh she has not spent a lot of time adventuring up until this point so she's not a quick sprinter but most dwarves aren't anyway so it's fine um some things to know about her i chose as her artisan skill decoupage because decoupage is cool and i think she would like to do that i also gave her knowledge of cats so she might be a little bit of a cat lady
0: that's Um, awesome (laughs) Now here's an interesting question for Grimhild. Um, is she a member of? I think we decided the Circle of Thieves thing was a guild of some kind. Is that true, Pam? Noah? I think there's so, always yeah. a thieves guild. It was always <laughs> a thieves guild. There's would, always a
2: thieves guild everywhere you go.
0: Yeah. Would Grimhild be part of this organization? We haven't really defined what the organization entirely is yet, other than they're kind of all over Bar
3: Save. More of a. Uh, I don't a, think a, autonomous I, collection. Yeah. Oh,
1: I like it autonomous. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> loosely loosely organized. Yes. I think Grimhild is not actually a part of this, this circle of thieves, but okay. one of her children is. So it's one of those situations mm. where, oh yeah, my mom wants to get out there and do some stuff. Can you just let her tag along?
3: Are you saying oh, she was grandmothered in?
1: Grandmothered in. Love it. Yes.
3: Oh. Wah,
1: wah, wah. Ah.
3: All right.
0: <laughs> So that works well because we've had you start with a circle one thief um, because um, what we've done, and this is kind of what's unique about the year by, we've done one stream a year of this and one recording a year basically of this each year, rather than me assigning legend points and doing the whole like experience equivalent thing. We just have everyone go up one circle each time. I love that. That's clever. Yeah, because it's going to be a long extended thing. You know, it's just going to be once in a while. I don't want to deal with the math. So on. So
1: math is terrible.
0: Yeah, so
3: you could
1: have a math degree, so it's not, you know, there's a joke. There's a joke in there. (laughs)
3: Perfect. Perfect. Numbers
1: aren't my friends. Numbers are nobody's friends.
0: And (laughs) one thing for me to throw in there, too, for those not familiar with when we're talking Thief with a capital T. We're actually not just talking about something that's a class in the game. Um, The way Earthon's a bit different is that disciplines, which is what they're called, they're not just called something different. They actually are something different. Um, certain people in the world are more magically infused than others they are what are called adepts and adepts can choose a discipline to channel their magic through and um, it's always been my canon that windlings are pretty much always capable of being adepts um, probably obsidian, are probably very high uh, percentage if not 100 percent, because they are just very magical both of them whereas dwarves um we know from Shadowrun and other games uh, like 1879 the dwarves are technically uh, a magical transformation of humans um so we know but we know that windlings and obsidian are probably not they're probably something else they're probably innately magical creatures so what i'm trying to get the point is here is that when we're talking about a discipline or an adept um we're talking something kind of similar to star wars and the force in this context these people are known to be different and special and are highly regarded much like a professional athlete might be um, versus you know a non athlete so uh, yeah the, that's how this system is a bit different is that it's worked into the story the actual equivalent to classes are baked into the story they're actually openly talked about usually thieves may be a little less depending on the type of thief you are you might actually just not let people know <laughs> that you might not even let them know you're an adept, let alone a thief adept. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to throw that in there for those who have not um, been familiar with the system. All right, let's hear about Sparrow. What's a Sparrow like?
2: So, Sparrow is a Windling. She's just a, a smidge over a foot tall. Uh, her skin currently, because Windling's skin and hair changes color based on sort of what they're around, their environment for a given amount of time. Uh, Currently, her skin is sort of a a gray-blue, and she has currently pink, you know, sort of soft rosy pink hair, and a lot of it. (laughs) She hasn't chopped it off for a while. Um, She's been a thief with her partner, Bront, for quite some time now. The two of them have been partners in a very weird friendship because they are such complete opposites of each other. She is fast, talks fast, thinks fast, acts fast, doesn't usually think. So, to her, Bront!
0: (laughs) And tell us about Bront.
3: Well, he's a stony seven feet tall. Uh, He's kind of a light brown color with muddy green splotches on his skin. And looks like gemstones. Uh, He has red gem-like things actually embedded all over his body and his skin. Uh, He usually walks around in a nice big dark gray cloak. Um, He has the handle of a large two-handed sword showing over his left shoulder, and on his right, a small little cushion sits there where there is usually a windling perched.
0: (laughs) He has a saddle. There's a saddle for the windling oh my god that's awesome um yeah you two have been traveling together for a long time and let me think here trying to think if there's is there any questions from the players first um because i know offline uh noah and pam we've gone over like updates to your characters and stuff like that and maybe actually that's one thing i'm thinking of maybe just to mention what has changed for sparrow since last time for those who did listen to the previous thing
2: not too much has changed. Not really too much has changed for her. She thinks a little bit more than she used to. The in- she's got a bit more of an influence, a, ba- a good influence, I suppose you could call it. She might not think that, but she doesn't really think he's a, a good influence. She th- thinks it's a bad influence. But she's sort of slowing down a little bit from hanging around with a rock for so long.
0: All the influence from Bront, and has any changed with anything changed with Bront? I know you mentioned the blood pebble armor. It sounds like uh,
3: yes, he used to have the uh, the fern weave, and yeah. he's actually upgraded to uh, a type of blood magic. Um, yeah. These with the uh, blood pebbles actually implanted in his skin. Um, so he's done away with the, uh, I believe he called it uh, leaves and twigs. Yep, um, yep, and he has gone. And he's improved his martial uh, skills, uh, which is pretty standard for him. He's more of a um, enforcer than a thief, per se. Yeah. Nice. Um,
0: yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's see, what's next? So we're going to have to set up a first scenario for you guys. Um, now, Amanda, you mentioned that uh, would was kind of encouraged by a daughter. I'm thinking like uh, you're being almost kind of like an apprentice to them in a sense like you know you're being showed around you're not necessarily part of the guild but you are your family is part of this guild that is a it's a bit mysterious we haven't really talked a whole lot about it but um i am going to place us somewhere up near parlinth um a little town of haven um i know and pam and i've never dealt with that in a long long time <laughs> time i know pam has never dealt with that but noah uh oh wait we know we had another campaign uh, that was offline that we did deal with that so that's true Um, (laughs) i've spent
1: a lot of time in haven i amanda not not grimhild so this is exciting
0: yeah so um i haven't had much chance to explore it that much as a gm quite some time like 20 years probably so um I, we're placing it there, and I'm leaving it up to whether Grimhild might be from near there or just kind of traveling with them. I just want to make sure we have a good setting for her.
1: I think she's she's from relatively nearby. She hasn't traveled too far outside of her, her normal zone. So I think she does have a little bit of knowledge about this area, um, but she was kind of a homebody. So not extreme. I don't think I have anything like knowledge of local history or anything.
0: No, I don't. Okay. I'm thinking of a scenario to bring you in that could be interesting that if you, uh, would it be fair to say maybe you have a small farm outside of Haven, like, you know, a few hours away for sure. Yeah. But, but Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I'm going to say the Sparrow and Broad, you have been kind of given a name and a location of um, someone to potentially be an apprentice um, once again, because you have apprenticed others before. That's how Jelly Beans joined you. Um, and this location is near Haven and we'll say like a few hours ride uh, Southeast of Haven, um, South of, uh, what's the name of that town? Tareem. Yeah. Kind of South of Tareem. That's a, uh, thing on the map I've never gotten to use before, but there's, I know there's some kind of village there called Tareem. Um, this is kind of open countryside. Um, there's some farms here, a little bit of hills, uh, grassy hills and things like that. And you've had to travel off the main road that goes to Parlinth Haven. Um, And you're beginning to approach this farm. And this is where I love these kinds of opportunities because I can give GM ship a little bit over to Amanda to say, tell us about your farm or your living space, at least.
1: The farm at one point was rather um, spectacular. you know big barns lots of fields lots of animals it was it was really doing well for a really long time as time went on though the the soil started to get I don't know, something strange started to happen. And it's just not as good anymore. Couldn't grow as many things. Crops were dying. My many children started to leave the farm rather than stick around and and rework it. Um, You know, we were going to pass it on through the family. Um, They started to travel, go to different places, find different ways of, of living. And now it's just me and two of my daughters um, blood willa and gorbanza <laughs> and the three of us are, are maintaining the farm by ourselves for the most part um I think I just need a change you know Ch- change of scenery awesome.
0: and we we'll would be seeing like a small hut and like a small shed barn kind of thing what do you think
1: I think there's a rundown barn, um, that a big barn that is uh, clearly in disrepair. It's falling over a little bit. It, there's nothing, clearly nothing inside because all the windows are broken out. There's a smaller barn with a single pony standing outside. It's dapple and kind of irritable looking as it munches some hay. There's a few... Fields, scrawny, undergrown crops. Not going to make a lot of money this season, I think. <laughs> uh, and of course, a small little farmhouse. It's thatched roof, little chimney, very classic pastoral kind of look.
0: Right. Yeah. And how are Bront and Sparrow approaching? We'll say, oh, what time of day would you think you would approach if you were you knew you we were coming to something like this?
3: Since we're not thieving, I'm going to go with probably daytime.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: she'll be on in on her in her saddle, anyways, because you know it's easier than flying or
3: walking. And he'll <laughs> just be plodding along as usual.
0: So you, uh I can't remember. You're just basically walking the whole yep. way, right? Oh, right? I'm
3: sure not riding a horse. That poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, Grimhild. Um. We'll start with you. Um. I think. Well, would you be sitting out and just enjoying the day, or doing some work? Um,
1: I don't work anymore.
0: You don't work anymore. That's what <laughs> the so kids sitting, are
1: for. <laughs>
0: what's, uh, yeah, what's your hobby when you're sitting out waiting? Because you heard that there's some people coming yeah. from the Thieves uh, game.
1: I have a variety of um, rocks and stones laid out on a wooden table as I do decoupage on them. I'm, I'm making them decorative. Oh, They're going to weigh down you know, paperweights and doorstops and other useful things.
0: Okay, Bronton. You, Bront, you see this um, as you're approaching this dwarf, older dwarf woman working on decotage of rocks and so
3: on. Do we, do we have a description of this person?
0: Oh yeah, go ahead and re a Oh yeah, no, no, I
3: mean, yeah. yeah.
0: You weren't told anything but a name. I think.
2: Yes, yeah, so oh, we don't know okay. who to expect.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair and enough. A location.
3: Yep. Okay. Um, hmm.
2: Hey, hey, Bront. I wonder hey, Bront. if
3: this is the place. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know, but look, look. There's some of your relatives on the table.
3: Ha <laughs> uh-huh. ha. Hmm. I think Grimhild
1: uh, I... does look up as people approach. And I don't think she's used to seeing people who are windlings or uh, obsidian. And I think she looks up at, at Bront, who's this big rock-looking person. And says, Don't go stealing any of those clouds up there now.
3: <laughs> I usually leave them alone.
2: No, I'm the one who would steal them, probably.
1: I can get higher. You'll get missing if you go up there. So teedy. All that... the surprise people.
3: That has happened.
1: Gotten lost don't... in the sky? I don't get lost in the sky. I think I'm putting a uh, a last nice, like big—I don't know—picture of a what's something cool in Earth Dawn world. I don't like a cool
0: airship. An airship? Airship? Yeah,
1: an airship on top of one of the rocks, and it's surrounded by flowers and things like that. Set it aside and stand up, kind of, you know, cracking my neck in an old lady way. So, um, what you what you doing on my farm? Don't get a lot of strangers around here, you know?
3: We're looking for someone.
1: Looking for someone? You cops? You gotta tell uh-huh. me if you're a cop.
3: Uh, no. No.
2: He's not a cop. I'm not a cop. Am I a cop? I'm not a cop. All right.
1: <clears throat> gotta ask, you know.
2: Yeah, no, no. Just in like, case. Maybe, this is the, this is the place, so... Maybe we're, one like one of your kids or something.
3: We're looking for Grim.
2: Grim, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah you know, one of your kids or something. Maybe <laughs> your farmhand. Oh well, you're uh, you're speaking. You're speaking. I, I prefer Grimhild. You know my full name, Grimhild. I, uh, I take Grimhild it that you're Grimhild? the ones that my daughter has uh, hooked me up with.
3: Uh, I guess so. We do deal with the problem children. <laughs> I
1: don't <laughs> think all this my is children are be... problem children, I assure you. She <laughs>
2: pats his head. I don't think this is a problem child maybe it's a problem grandma? Same
3: well? thing.
1: I do have quite a number of grandchildren now. I suppose uh we should probably just get going, huh? And I think I just pull a, a r- like a rucksack out from under my table. Sling <laughs> it on my shoulder. How do we, what do we do? What do we do? How does this work?
3: We start walking. And yeah, he'll can... actually, like, point. <laughs> he's,
2: he's not wrong. We do start, we, we can head out, and we can talk on the way, I guess. Do you have to tell, like, anybody that you're leaving so they don't think, like, you fell down and broke your hip?
3: Uh, no, I've, uh, 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 we'll uh, be fine.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm only 62. Yeah, not that bad.
3: Yeah. I'm only 8.
2: That's... We know, baby. We know. That's
1: weird. He's the baby of the group. Yeah, you're you're a literal baby.
3: No, That's... I'm fine.
1: Are you sure you should be out alone that young, so far away from your, your mother rock or whatever it is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like her. <laughs> uh,
3: another one.
2: Hey, Bron, can we keep it?
3: I suppose. Yes. And Come on, let's go. He'll actually just like start walking.
1: Yeah. Um. Grimhild re- reaches into her rucksack and pulls out a um, a a brown bottle and flicks off the top, and it's of course ale, some nice, nice dwarven stout, and you know starts knocking one down for the road, you know, to keep your joints loose. Oh yeah, I like her. Want some?
2: Sure. <laughs> she like reaches out and takes like. you know, have to like fly down to get it because you know, she's on Bron's shoulder, so she's like six feet up. You <laughs> Use it with both hands, just kind of like. Can you even like
1: lift it, or do you have to? Do I have to put it on the ground? She, she's for kind you of so you like having it. a bit of a,
2: a problem, like doing this. Yeah,
1: like I'll just put it on the ground so you can yeah. tip it down into your face. Yeah, yeah. just care, careful. Care, oh, oh,
3: oh, too much, too much. He'll he'll just reach down and like grab it, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And then he'll just down it and then hey, give it Hey, don't drink
2: everybody's. That's hers. You don't drink all of somebody's booze. That's rude. Oh, I've got oh. a lot. Nothing okay. to worry about.
3: I just had a sip.
2: I know your sips are funny. So I
1: anyway, no wonder you're so big.
2: I'm Sparrow. This is Braunt. You're Grimhild. So we're, like, your mentors for this little foray? Well, I suppose you should teach me everything you know, then. All right, then. This should be fun.
0: And I think I'll just interject just for Brunt. I think your plan was probably, or either your plan or your directions were to go to Haven, um, for one reason or another, for this apprenticeship. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a bit of a gm direction there so i get you the right place
2: so we know where we're going fair enough
0: (laughs) um Brunt, uh i would say that you know the estimate of time i gave uh is basically you're going to need to spend about a day's walk to get to haven as the pace of a a obsidian. i think would make sense (laughs) fair enough um but do you have any particular plans of things you would want to talk to Grimhild about um or conversations you bring up along the way. And I don't mean to get into more, yeah. like, you know, exposition, just more like what kind of stuff would you actually share with Grimhild? I um, guess is what I'm trying to say.
2: Probably share some like base, some of the sort of basics of, you know, what we do and, you know, what not to like, don't make a big scene. Try not to like, you don't want to be the limelight unless yeah. you are the distraction.
3: And, uh, and if anything goes wrong, you head towards Bront and then run past him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Bront is here not so much to, like, be the one who acquires things. That's up to us. He's our fallback point. Well, he has a
1: giant rock, so that kind yeah. of makes sense.
2: When in doubt, hide behind him.
0: Nice. And I think, like, I'm trying to come up with a little bit of extra background for Grimhild on this. Um, And it's an excellent time to actually point out that as an adept, it doesn't really matter how old you are. Like, you could still have the magic flowing through you. And I've done this in our previous, in our other campaign. Once in a while, we'll then encounter someone who's really old and who's an adept. And they're kind of like Yoda in the sense that they can still whip out and fight, but they're fragile when they're not using it, right? Not saying your character is going to be that in any way, but... um, She would take
1: a lot of offense to that, actually.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's why, like, 65 isn't actually that old in terms of dwarves either in this system either. So she's, you know, old enough to have be a grandmother, but certainly not old uh, in this world. Um, But the term grandmother would still probably be associated with being old in some way, I'm sure.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, Sparrow's well aware.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think maybe your trainer might have been your daughter because uh, in order to get into a discipline you need to have someone train you into the first circle it would make a lot of sense it would make a lot of sense uh, if she was your trainer actually which would mean she was she's about fifth circle or higher probably if you want a little bit of background
1: yeah that that makes sense to me I think um it's probably not one of my daughters that um, has stayed on the farm so I'll have to give another name for a daughter yeah. this daughter I have what did I call them? Blood Willa and Garbanza.
0: Yeah. That sounds familiar.
1: Um, Then the daughter that trained me is, um, (laughs) Plethelda.
0: Like Plethra and Zelda combined. I love it. That's That's how you do
1: dwarf names. You just take two words and push them together.
3: Oh, I love
0: exactly. I love it. (laughs) Um, I'm going to get, I guess we'll do our first roll of the day. I want to, um, I'm actually going to start this with just Sparrow and Bront, because they're the only two that might, well, actually, no, all three of you can recognize it, but Grimhill's going to have a higher difficulty level for this check. This will be awareness or perception. Uh, actually, I'm going to do one better than that. Uh, we're going to do this as half magic, so it's going to be a perception plus your circle, basically. Uh, For Bront and Sparrow, that's Circle 3. For Grim Hill, that's Circle 1. And I want you to do rolls based on that. And uh, this is when you're heading into Haven uh, and have finally connected to the road. You're beginning to see a few stray people here and there. Um, Some gathered around carts uh, that might be selling things and um, just general things going on. Sorry, that
1: was perception plus level? Okay. Yeah. So, so my I'm at step five for perception. Yeah. Uh, so I'd be doing a step six.
0: Yep, and you have the I'm option of karma with, with it. So uh, for the bot, if you do an exclamation point, that'll use a point of karma. Uh, that's how that works. Uh, but uh, depending uh, I mean, which which bot you're using, actually, sorry, if you're using the one where you're selecting stuff, you can just do karma on there. But all I I'm saying, I is- think I'll
1: use karma. I mean, it's a one shot. Yeah. Why not? Yeah.
0: So I have an 8 for Brunt, a 12 for Sparrow, and a 9 for Grimhild. So this is one where Sparrow is definitely the one that's on the ball here. Um, This is kind of like I put it on a higher difficulty because this is going to be a slightly obscure thing. But Sparrow, you notice a literal mark on someone um, while you're going by. There is a symbol of a circle um, that seems to have been pinned on the back of someone's... uh, Say shirt uh, as you are going by, and it looks like something that uh, is something your guild does. The Circle of Thieves does once in a while. If there is a message to be transmitted to someone or uh, some other way of relaying messages, um, you'll see someone with a circle on them somewhere of this kind of cutout. It's very recognizable in some way. Maybe there is any ornate uh, artistic pattern on the the parchment that makes the circle, and it's been pinned onto clothing. Uh, that means you're going to need... Someone here is going to need to pickpocket this person to get the information.
2: Okay. Yep. She just, like, taps Bront's head slightly to <laughs> let him know to stop. Uh,
3: circle. Circle mark. Oh. Go ahead.
2: Well, um, I mean, either of us could do it. I mean, not you. You, Your hands won't fit into people's pockets.
0: This oh, person's a, to string and they're wearing kind of... Fairly ragged clothing for us, Disgrang. You would assume that this is someone not very well off. Disgrang do tend to like their flamboyant colors and things like this. This is a bit more muted. Probably more due to the clothes being ragged. And they seem to be just like facing a food vendor chatting with them.
2: Okay. And she's going to like look to Grimhild. All right. So do you want to try your hand at... At this one,
1: and see if you can get something from. It, see if you can get what we need from this guy, or do you
2: want
3: to
1: watch it walk done? Walk up and and reach into his pocket and grab his stuff.
3: Uh, yep. maybe, maybe. You want to be a little should... bit more
1: subtle about it.
3: You don't want to just like,
1: but
2: yeah, basically.
3: Maybe show her. <laughs>
1: do Do you want to just take it, see
2: how it's done first, or?
1: Yeah, let's see. Let's see the master um, at work here. First question uh, though. Yes? What's with the circle thing? That's just a way for us uh, to identify um,
2: a mark. A specific mark for oh. getting information.
1: I like it. Alright.
2: So she's right, going to... Get at to... it, teeny. Alrighty. So she flies up and just sort of flits about the area a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, Look, trying to kind event. of... Three or four uh, people at the vendor here, including this guy and the vendor himself. So there's a few people watching at this location.
2: Yeah. yeah. She just sort of flits about and goes over to the vendor and takes a look to see what they're selling.
0: Seems to be food. Um, kind of maybe the equivalent of hot dogs in her thought, I
2: guess. Yeah. She, she's going to order one. Street meat. <laughs> yeah, street meat. She'll order three.
0: I'm guessing in this case, like, probably some kind of, like, yeah, sausage, um, with a bread roll around it, something like that. Spagra sausage. A spagra sausage, there we go. There's our yeah. on reference.
2: <laughs> yeah, so she, she orders a couple for the group. Just, you know, sort of you know, stands there, you know. Just sort of basic chit chat with the people who are there.
0: Okay. Do you want a roll sort conversation keeping, or something um, like is there a role you want to do with that? Because uh, I mean, It's your aim to kind of blend in, basically. Yeah, be she'll those. haggle
2: for the price a little bit.
0: Okay, so she'd be willing haggle. to like haggle there. That'll actually fit really well. So, I'll let you roll haggle. Okay,
2: so haggle ten, and I'll add a karma to that.
0: Karma on haggle. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So,
3: she's right. like Yeah. Tell I mean, me how.
0: Like, tell me how you lower the price in this haggle. Like.
2: So she she looks at him and you know she's talking. She's like, "Come on, come on, come on!" I mean look it's almost the same it's like half it's so much bigger than me do you really think I'm going to eat it all or am I just going to give it to somebody else but I mean come on and ooh. yep. are you sure it's fresh you- <laughs> I don't know if it's perfectly look- fresh how fresh is this
0: it'll look a little insulted but then yeah lower the price by about
2: 25% it makes it causes her to stop talking loudly yeah. about whether it's fresh or not
0: Okay. Yeah, they'll they'll yep. they'll
2: just well, the give
0: you yeah. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Sorry. And the entire time she's doing this, she is sort of keeping an eye on the to Scrang to see if he's, you know, moving away from the the booth at any point or as people are coming and going from the booth.
0: From what you can tell, uh he's actually bought several of these. He seems to be looking pretty hungry and going to sit down over at a a stump. Uh, that seems to be carved out for people to sit at. Um, just a felled tree that's been carved stump. You'll go sit there, it looks like. And you know from, because uh, you you got a decent roll in that 12 before, a little extra thing about the circle thing. Generally, the people that you have encountered that have this on it have probably been paid to put it on themselves. Yeah. And been paid to carry around something that is supposed to be pickpocketed eventually. Yeah. And it's their... Their, their thing at the end of the day to go check to check if they've been pickpocketed and they hadn't, then they get paid for another day.
3: Kind of thing. Okay.
2: So, she'll, you know, once she gets the street meet she'll slowly like cart them one at a time over to the others, because, you know, she can't carry too much at once. Yeah. And you know, she'll take one of them, like, an extra that she got and she'll, her, her one, and she'll like, flit over and like, land on the ground near that guy and start eating hers. Just... You know, <laughs> strike up a bit of a chatter, a bit with them, just about the weather. And,
0: yeah, you know, like, if there's anything that a little interesting big going on for you, little one.
2: Oh yeah, I'll eat some of it now. It stays good for a while.
0: I guess so.
2: I mean, unless you want the rest.
0: Uh, I mean,
2: you can have, have the rest. You look pretty hungry.
0: He kind of shifts his eyes a little bit. Although it's kind of hard to tell with the discrain because their mm-hmm. eyes are on yeah. each side of their snout, but. <laughs> yeah. You kind of get the sense of that kind of looking around and going, yeah, sure, why not? Okay, yeah, thanks.
2: She she eats a bit and hands him the rest of it, like most of it.
0: Okay, yeah, he stuffs it away into some, like, yeah. scratchle or something like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're at least good till the end of the day. Like, come on. She grins at him.
0: Ah, okay, end of day. Good to know, good to know.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So it gives you a good snack later on, too.
0: Are you new here?
2: Yeah, we just... just arrived she flits up here let me make it a little easier to talk to you because you're way up there still even sitting down you're still pretty high she like flits up and like stands on his shoulder on his like knee lap just standing on one leg funny yeah you know the entire time like they're chattering (laughs) she's keeping an eye sort of like looking to see what sort of places he might have the information
0: all right so roll a pickpocketing roll because i think that'll give you the information oh okay we're, we're going to do probably two rolls here. One for finding it and the other for actually accomplishing it. Okay.
2: We'll do the finding one with some karma there.
0: Oh, boy. 23. Yes. Uh, you know exactly where it is. Um, there is a... Um, he has a dagger tied to his side, like a, a belt with a dagger on it. Okay. Uh, you're pretty sure there's um, something... Um, there's something different with the holder for this dagger. There may be something else in there in addition to that. A, a little, like, hidden compartment um, that might be holding a parchment, you think. It's kind of a, an old trick of, like, hiding sensitive information uh, where you'd be sheathing a dagger normally, or a knife or something like that.
2: Yeah, she's like, she continues, like, chattering with him a little bit. <laughs> Starts to cough. <coughs> oh,
0: I um. You need a drink there.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> and she like
2: f- flops over forward a little bit.
0: Uh, you're okay? him. Yeah, he moves
2: <laughs> towards you. Just <laughs> coughed myself down, and as she like starts to like push herself to get up, her other hand moves to like try to grab the the parchment okay. out as she's down.
0: So you're gonna probably roll off his side a little bit. Yeah, kind of so like grab-
2: to, you know, falls forward onto him to the side a bit, and she's like pushing against him to try to like focusing him on like oh, where she's pushing, so that on his stomach, so that she can like reach around a bit.
0: Okay, roll, um, roll your pickpocketing. Okay. you oh god, oh, through the karma. Oh my god, yeah. So you try to do it, and you're like just your arms won't reach far enough yeah and you just kind of roll over and you're like oh
2: (laughs) oh 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 my
1: goodness (laughs) oh oh sorry about that buddy uh (laughs) i think a bit of the bread went down wrong wrong pipe while she is doing it, and I think I can tell if I'm watching pretty closely because yeah, I want to yeah. try and learn, I think I can tell that she didn't get it, and I think I can tell where she's going for it. Would I be able to try while she's doing this, this distraction to sneak yeah. in after she misses to try and grab it?
0: Yeah, roll your uh, pickpocketing uh, option pick-pocketing of karma because it is, is a talent.
1: Not very good, but I will use some karma. Why not? <laughs>
0: not very Eight? Good. Okay. Um, actually, that is enough for this one. Just barely, though. Um, this is a non-adaptor against, and it's the Mystic Defense, so uh, to open up the system a little bit <laughs> about what's going on in the background. So tell me how you do eventually retrieve this parchment.
1: I think it's, it's honestly just taking advantage of... Uh, Sparrow's coughing fit and, you know, slamming her hand into this guy's stomach. I think um, I just step forward as if I'm walking behind him, maybe a little bit too close. I'm a little old lady. Nobody's going to really notice a little old lady doing stuff. And just sort of as as she misses and starts to, to lean back, you know, finishing her cough and, and trying to make sure that it doesn't look like she's going for this thing, just going to quite quickly slip my hand uh, into the the dagger as he reaches forward to try and, you know, help center poor Sparrow uh, and and slip whatever is in that. That sheath out.
0: Okay, you have a small piece of parchment, basically in your hands. It's, it's rolled up. Um, you can't tell much about it right now, other than that you know you probably. I'm guessing you might put it away in a pocket or something like that, just so it's not obvious you're there holding it. Would that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think then I kind of spin around as if I was walking by and only just noticed this yeah. coughing fit. Yeah. Oh. Young lady, you know what you need to do. You need to boil some water and gargle it with some salts. Just really get that out of it. You know, get that out of your out of your chest. Maybe put some lemon in there. Really breathe it in. Get some good dwarven ale in you. That'll, that'll, that'll cure it. That'll put some hair on your chest,
3: actually. Rot is just going to be off to the side laughing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> ale, yes. Hair, no. Ew! I don't want hair anywhere but here. <laughs> Anyways, and, thanks for the company, Mister. Um, I should probably get going. I hope you enjoy your dinner, your snack uh, later.
0: Yeah, I might put it aside for now. He just kind of looks like he's disgusted by the mention of the eating hair. And
1: <laughs> you come, come with me, come with me. I got some ale. I'll help you out.
3: Uh, she,
2: she smiles and waves at the guy. It was lovely. Yeah. It was lovely to to sit and have have some snack with you.
0: Uh, yes, thanks. Uh, get better.
2: Thank you. <coughs> and she hops off and flits with with Grimhild.
1: Uh, yeah, and I head towards Brant because that's what I was told to do.
2: Yep,
3: Go towards yep. Brant, and he will start walking away so you guys can catch up. <laughs>
0: All oh, right. right. Are you walking walking towards Haven or away from Haven? Uh, I'm assuming towards. Haven. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: We should probably get a room. Rooms are important. Well, I want to see what's on this piece of paper. Well, that that's that's why we got to get into the room and then we can take a look at it.
0: Yeah. So, are you looking for like a lop house or a, a private room in an
3: inn or something like that? Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. Private Middle. room. Middle. Not.
2: Yeah. Not lock. like a big fancy. Not big fancy, but not flop house either.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. So you can yeah. find a uh, fairly restful place, or um, pretty quickly when you get into Haven. There's quite a few of these of very qualities. <laughs> yeah. Um, how much money you spent spending on this? Much or? Oh, a not little. too.
2: You don't want to spend too much. Yeah. And so Haven, one of them, and, more and you know usual. she's going to haggle the <laughs> heck out of that.
0: Yeah. I'll get Sparrow to roll her haggle just because I think it's oh, amazing.
2: Okay. <laughs> so.
0: It's kind of the face of this group, i got to say. <laughs> 11, yeah, you do okay. You get like a 10% off, which is actually okay. still 25%, most, uh, 25% more than most places, because this is Haven. This yeah. is kind of the um, adventurer's town, as it were. So for those who don't know much about Haven, it's on the edge of Parlinth. Uh, I think I have it in the overlay of the stream, actually. But um, the lost city of Parlinth um, had a uh, – its history is that before the scourge happened and the horrors came, the magicians there came up with an idea of taking it away into a different dimension, and part of the magic they used made everybody forget that it existed. But unfortunately, they did it a little too late, and they took a bunch of horrors with them and trapped themselves in another dimension with horrors, and it came back um, after the Scourge. And it was full of horrors, and everybody was dead, or undead. Um, but it's full of treasures, because it used to be the province seat of Bar-Save. Uh It was the capital of the province of Barsave. Um, So it is full of treasures, riches, et cetera. And so there's a small little town on the edge of it, full of adventurers who are constantly dying to get in there, literally. So it's a popular place, but a very dangerous place. Uh, But yeah, you've picked up an inn. Uh, I don't have a name for an inn, so somebody throw something out there for me. Because we need a name for an inn.
1: The... Bonus points if it has to do with root vegetables. Uh, the purple potato. Ooh.
0: Purple potato. There you go. Why I does agree. the inn have that name? <laughs> that's going to spur a lot of questions. Um, but yes, you are in the purple potato. Uh, there's actually a... Uh, the reason it's called this is because for some reason the the founder of this inn um, was, is a retired farmer who actually invented a breed of potato that's purple. And uh, they just wanted to carry on that legacy with the name. So yeah, I actually
1: <laughs> grew some of them out on my farm. It was real weird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you, this is actually owned by the uh, yeah the family of God yeah. uh, dwarves I will say that invented yes, this. They're
1: famous. Yeah,
0: it's a care potato. So the the cares that people stayed in underground they're kind of like the bunkers in the, this game. Um, yeah. There you go. So you can reach the room then. Um, and uh, would you like to unfurl the
2: Parchment.
0: do the honors. Okay. And I do. As you unfurl it, it actually unrolls the parchment into, it is circular rather than uh typical huh. paper shape. Um, and I'll just uh, get, uh, it's for you, um, for Grimhild, you wouldn't have knowledge of the kind of secret language being written on this. So to you, it's just going to look like nonsense drawn on this. But to Sparrow or Bront, if one of them or both of them want to do a half-magic perception for Thief, I'm going to treat this as something from the Circle of the Guild.
2: Okay, I will do that. He wins.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Always wins on this. Okay, 13. Almost. Almost. Actually, yeah, and Sparrow actually is having a hard time because maybe it's badly written in some way or another. Like, it's just you're having a hard time with it, but the would with a bigger, better angle, I guess. On it, the light hits different. I'd be
2: like in closer.
0: Yeah, you're like that. Doesn't look a little look big right. for me.
3: So it looks, there's a looks better d- in a big picture.
0: There's a name mentioned here, uh, Gray Mare, and you know Gray Mare to be another thief. Um, it mentions that basically he has gone missing. Last seen in Haven. Um, what they want to know, basically the guild wants to know, has he cut ties, or has he defected, or has he died? They're not sure. They haven't heard from him in, we'll say, the last check-in time he had uh, with any other agent was two weeks ago. Missing for at least a month, or at most a month, I should say. At least two weeks, at most a month.
3: I All guess right. this could be some work.
1: Do you yeah. know this guy? Not
3: personally. Is he like one of your
1: buddies?
2: No. No, of... Oh. heard the name
3: elf uh, for those
0: uh, i guess you heard the name but you know he's an elf and that's about it i'll say
2: yeah.
1: oh elves are so unreliable <laughs> eh. so all
2: right are we gonna take back some what happened to him i just as well I'm, I'm gonna go with crossed the wrong people and is alive but hiding i think
3: he um, is horror food
1: <laughs> i think well, he's an elf so he's probably lazing about in some in
3: <laughs> right <laughs>
2: time to find out what happened and if any of us win
0: An Anthology of Adepts uses the Earthdawn RPG system by FASA Games. And uses Creative Commons music by Alexander Nakarada. To learn more or join our Discord channel, please see the show notes.